All right, so we're going to do a review of the Daf Kufyud base number one twelve in Ksuvis, which is the last of Ksuvis, and we'll start the new Masech to God willing today. Masech um, is Nedarim. So, uh, what did we learn yesterday? We we're talking about the tremendous blessing of the land flowing with milk and honey of Eretz Yisrael, and uh, Rabbi Brachana said I actually saw it. If, uh, you know, and if you put it all together. Um, it would be filling up the space of uh, from the town of Bay Mirsi to um, to Akra de Tulbanki, which is twenty two parsa length by six parsas wide. Um, a parsa is, is a it's actually a measure that they actually have had used in the old days. It's a parsing, that's the English word. It's a pretty it's a it's it's large. It's like a a bunch of miles, whatever. I don't know exactly how long it is, but anyway, um, uh, that is the story with that. Rabbi Chelbo and Ravira, Rabbi Avira and Rabbi Yossi Baruchanina went to a town and they brought him a peach, a single peach. It was the size of a very large vat, uh, five saw a vat, which is. Uh, we, I did uh, you know my afternoon class. We did it. We said it's about a fifty gallon vat, something like that. Uh, some really large, whatever, something like that. Um, very large, fifty quart, maybe a fifty quart vat, something like that. But very, very big, and uh, they only were able to eat a third of it. They uh, gave away a third, and then they gave to their animals a third of the single peach. But the following year, Rebbe Lazar went there. And he was able to hold the peach in one hand. And he says, oh, wow, look, you know, it's gone downhill. Um, it's, a, it's the evil of when people don't behave as they should, then it doesn't produce as well as it could. Reb uh, Shuman Levi came to a place called Gavla, and he saw these clusters of grapes that were so large, they looked like a calf. And he says, it looks like there's a calf amongst the vineyard. And he's like, no, 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 that's the grapes. So he says, like, seriously? He went and he went to the land and he said, land, land, swallow up your fruit. Why are you producing such amazing fruit for the Arabs who are here just for, the, uh, for our sins, you know, because we sinned so much, so they took over the land. Next year, um, it was Rabkio came there and uh, he saw that it was the size of goats. And he also was saying, oh, my goodness, there's goats in the field. And they said, uh, no, no. Um, um, don't get out of here. We don't want to hear your <laughs> commentary. Uh, they figured he's going to do like uh, Rabbi Shulman Levi did. So, um, the rabbis teach that in the blessing of Eretz Yisrael, a Beisa can produce, which is again a land mass of 50 Amas by 50 Amas, um, and that's 50,000 core. Um, and the best that Son was able to produce in the Beisa is 70 core. Um, and uh, and Rameyer said, I saw in Bikas Beishan, uh, Beisa will do also 70 core, and the, uh, all, Egypt is known as one of the most fertile lands. Soan is the most fertile of the most fertile lands because it was built, it was uh, the place where the kings lived. And uh, the worst part of Eretz Yisrael is Hebron. And Hebron 
because uh, that's where they bury their dead. Obviously, you're not going to bury the dead in a place that's suitable for plant, for farming. You bury people in where it's rocky, where it's not so suitable. And still, Hebron was mevuna seven times better than so on. As the Pazuk says, Hebron was seven years built uh, before Tzom Mitzrayim. So it doesn't mean that it was built first, because if a person is building for his son, he's not going to build for the younger son before he builds for the older son. He's going to go age order. And the, the sons of, of Cham, the oldest was Kosh, then Mitzrayim, Fut Uchnan. Fut. Fut was uh, the third. Kosh Mitzrayim, Fut Uchnan. So Knan was the youngest son. So why would he be building his thing before? So it must mean that it was, um, it was seven times better than Tzohan Mitzrayim. That's the lowest of Eretzral. The nicest of Eretzral is going to be 500 that, uh, times. And that's when it's not being blessed. That's in the regular time. But when it's even better than that, so then it's going to produce 100 times that. So 500 times 100, that's 50,000. That's where we got the number. Okay, so um, um, next we saw in the Bryce Rebios, he says a saw in Yehuda would produce five saw of flour. First the regular flour, then the fine flour, and then the uh, whole wheat flour, and then the uh, flour that's fit for the animal food, animal fodder flour, and then the uh, and then the uh, the the black bread, uh, which is like even more whole wheat. But I'm saying each one would produce. There was enough to produce that much. It was a Sadducee who said to Rabbi Hanina, you know that they bless Eretz Yisrael. They say Eretz Yisrael is so productive. It's it's not a joke. There was a beisa that my father left me. And I was able to, from that same plot of land, like I said, 50 amas per 50 amas, what is that, 100? Uh, um, 50, uh, you know, that's, that's like whatever, less than 100 feet by 100 feet, okay? 75 feet by 75 feet, something like that. So it's basically one lot. And he says, I, I, have, uh, I have enough for all the oil, my oil needs uh, from the olive trees. I have enough wine for, uh, from the grapevines that are there. I have enough grain for all the my grain needs and uh, beans and uh, my and there's also uh, grazing land. Okay, all in the same plot of land. Um, this Emirate who uh, said to a person coming to Israel in the beginning when they first came, and he said, and there was this palm tree that was right at the edge of the of the of the river, and he says, uh, how much does your that palm tree produce? So he says, sixty core. So he says, 60 core? You didn't even come into Eretz Yisrael and you're already destroying it. It was, in our days, always producing 120 core. So he says, oh, that's what I said. 60 from one side. Of course it's going to produce more. Okay. Now, it says that it's a land of Eretz Chemda Nachvas Tzvi. So why is it compared to a Tzvi, Eretz Yisrael? The answer is, to tell you that this uh, deer, um, its hide is not Maxed uh, Pesaro, it doesn't grab hold of its uh, flesh. Meaning it's, it, it can't stretch around to cover it again. So like it's, it stretches to cover the body. Same thing with Eretz Yisrael, that it can't maintain its own paras. It's, the amount that it's able to produce is more than it can eat. Um, alternatively, just like uh, this deer is fastest of, of, the, of the wild animals, so too Eretz Yisrael is the fastest to ripen its own fruit. Or what it, maybe it's fast, but the meat is not uh, fatty. 
Um, so maybe Eretz Yisraelu also is like that. So the Gemara says, um, no, it's Zavas Cholov Dvash. It's fatty like the Cholov, like milk, and it's honey, sweet like honey. Kareb Lazar, when he went to Eretz Yisrael, he said, Baruch Hashem, I was spared from one of the curses. When he got smichai, spared from a second curse. When he got, when he was invited to sit down with the calculation of the of the calendar of the of the Jewish calendar, he says, "I got spared from the three curses." And there's pasuk here that describes that uh, they they didn't have um, uh, that that there's sod ami loyav That's a sod ibar ksab beis yisrael yitubu. That's a smicha. He was able to get smicha. And Ad that he was able to enter Eretz Yisrael. Rabzera, when he went to Eretz Yisrael, he couldn't find the the ferry to take him across the river, so he took he went across like a rope bridge. And uh, the Sadducee said, "You're such an amapazizi, you're a hasty nation. You don't think through things through. You're not. Uh, you have to take. A, you know, to, like give, have some patience. You know what I'm saying." Um, you you did so originally as a nation. You said Nasa before Nishma, and um, and 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 now you're running across without thinking. You know, so he's like, "What do you mean?" Moshe and Aaron never merited Eretz Yisrael. Who says I'm going to merit? So if I have a, uh, you know, so I'm here and I'm able to go, I got to go right away. So that's the story. Rababa, when he came to to Akko from the north, he he kissed the either the trees or the ground, the stones. Rabbi Hanina used to, to keep people from ever complaining about Eretz Yisrael. They were Masak and Maskele. They would fix all the all the all the Mitsholim. He would make sure that there would be no uh, and things that people would be upset about Eretz Yisrael. Same Rabbi Amir, Rabbi Asi um, would uh, go into the sun to the shade, shade to the sun, to make sure that they were in a comfortable position so that they would have less to complain about. Rabbi Gamda would roll in the dust of Eretz Yisrael. And that's what it says, V'safara Yechoneinu. Rabbi Zeira said in Rabbi Yirmiya, Baraba, that uh, this is like we're sort of changing tunes, moving on. The generation when Mashiach will come, there's going to be a lot of negativity against the Talmud HaChachamim, um, a lot of hate. And uh, when it was said to Shmuel, he's like, it's going to be one after another, a decree upon decree. Um, and... Uh, Rabbi Yosef says that it's going to be plunders and then plunderers of the plunderers. Anyway, so that's the story. We save the last piece for our CM, God willing. We have to come up with a time and a date, but uh, I'll be there. Okay, we'll figure it out. And that's the CM on the Sabbath. Uh, when David to be there, too. Uh, right, exactly. So when David gets back. All right, so that's the review of yesterday's day.